Hi, everybody. It's Minnesota time again. <laughs> it is. And it's already, we were already just prepping and I was like, no, 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 no. Let's just start recording because you and I both are squeezing this in between various other obligations. <laughs> so it's going to have to actually stay a Minnesota. Listeners are probably relieved because sometimes our Minnesotas end up being like a half hour long. <laughs> So we like can't legit. stop talking. <laughs> I think it's Lucky because for we're you, so... we have places to go. <laughs> yeah, right. There, yeah, people to see places to go. But I, I'm very excited. I feel like this has been a flurry of texts and just like, oh, there's just so much to unpack here. So I don't really think we're going to get that deep with any of this stuff. It's just to yeah. sort of put it on people's radars to think about it through the lens that we think about it here at our Dirty Laundry podcast, which you can visit us at ourdirtylaundrypodcast.com, where we talk about the complicity of white women and white supremacy. So if we look at this recent current event through that lens, different things might surface. Although I feel like people are pre- are doing like a fairly good job of taking it to task through that lens. Yeah, we, yeah. People don't even know what we're talking about. Yeah. Tell so this topic in general is pretty much on everyone's radar generally because <laughs> we're mm-hmm. obsessed with the Royals. So we are talking about the, basically what was brought up in the Oprah interview with Megan Mm -hmm. and Harry. Mm -hmm. And I get Mm -hmm. like, there's a whole argument out there. That's like, I don't care about the Royals. Who cares what's happening to those rich privileged people, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. But I think one, even if something, even if someone's rich and privileged, if they are a target of racism and sexism and whatever other sort mm-hmm. of discrimination, it's still valid. Doesn't make it invalid because they're rich right. and privileged. Um, yeah. we can acknowledge that they have less obstacles because of their privilege, but still it happens. Um, and also I think we have to recognize that the roots of our American, like colonialism, settler mentality and slavery come from the British empire. So Mm. this goes all the way back to where we've come from as a country. So if we look at it from that way, you can say you don't care about the, the monarchy, but we all do still. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you don't have to like it, but I think it's on people's radars for sure. I mean, there is, and I think there's just something about the whole like way the monarchy functions. Like it's, it is a hierarchy. That is the whole point. And so there's just something like innate in it that is ugh, weird. And yet I can't look away. It's like watching The Bachelor. I can't, it's awful and weird and horrible. And yet here I am watching a YouTube interview on entertainment tonight about whatever just happened. So <laughs> it's the same kind of vibe. And I, I will say that I think there was a lot of optimism when Megan got married. I mean, we're not saying anything people don't know. I don't think about their relationship, like for black um, British people or uh, subjects. I don't even know like what the <laughs> citizens or whatever, but they, I think there was excitement. Whatever. Yeah. That like, this was a turning point and that there yeah. was like a new kind of chapter and that for it to have gone this way. And did you watch the interview with Oprah? Oh. Oh, let me tell you, I had it recorded (laughs) on my TV, yet I still wanted to watch it right when it started. And my kids would not go to bed that night. And I was so irritated with them. Josh was like, you're being ridiculous. Because I was like, go to bed. Oprah's on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I love it. We we only have like Hulu or Netflix or whatever. And so I didn't really I didn't even know what was happening. That's how like out of touch I was. And then my cousins and my sister that their text was lighting up 
And they're like, oh, the interview, the interview. And I was like, what interview? And then I remembered we have Hulu Live. And I was like, oh, I wonder if it's on. And then, oh, boy, I turned it on right when shit got real. And I was like, "Uh, cancel everything. I'm (laughs) deeply invested in this. And I'm watching every single second. And then I've been trying to get, like, clips of the parts that I missed. But, um, yeah, wow, there was a lot. Like And then the fallout. I mean, I don't think we need to like recap everything because it has been just like everywhere in the news what the interview was, but the fallout has been really intense. And I think you had initially texted me this, um, the coming from like Pierce Morgan, this Ugh. like douchebaggy British guy, um, who's a like a news person commentator, yeah, Lovey Jones, who something. we've, yeah, we've quoted her before. Uh, on minisodes, it, I think in the Goldilocks episode, we quoted her, mm-hmm. but her mm-hmm. um, tweet, I think this was a mm-hmm. tweet, said, Piers Morgan is the embodiment of white male fragility, old weak chin face ass, the punk assness, the bitch assery, the cowardice, the caucasity, the country, the despocatry, the crustiness. And it is, <laughs> you can see him like a walk offset because he's he's had like a major beef with Meghan Markle. And I don't know, that took me down some rabbit holes too. But basically, he's gone bananas. And then on the talk, um, yeah. Sharon Osbourne also... Defended him. Yeah, and like because they're friends or something, and then she got and called what, out yeah. about that. And wanted to know what, like, there. Huh, you can watch the clip online. Mandy sent me the clip, but it's basically like her asking. It just devolved so quickly, and then that she started crying, and you know, she was like, "I have every right to be upset." It just, it, it was like what she was basically is claiming, happening? like. You can't call me out for supporting Pierce Morgan and then make me to look like I'm racist because I'm supporting a racist. And she, I mm-hmm. think she even threw in the whole, like, there's not a racist bone in my body. Yep. 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 Is, um, yep, yep, like, how yep. could you ever compl- like claim that getting all upset? And then at one point, I guess she thought that her co-host, um, Cheryl, I'm going to forget Underwood. her last name. Cheryl Underwood. Underwood. Um, and I couldn't tell from the clip, but apparently, um, she may have been getting like kind of teary or upset or something. And at that point, like Sharon Osbourne just attacks her and says like, don't you dare pull out the tears. I should be the one who's crying because I'm being attacked. And it was horrifying to watch. It was just the definition of white woman tears. And you're going to call me out and now I'm going to act like I'm the persecuted one. And now I need you to comfort me while I am ripping you to shreds. It was ridiculous. With no understanding of, of exactly what we're even talking about. Like no, clearly no understanding of misogynoir or like the context within which Meghan Markle operates. And so she kept saying like, can't Pierce just not like her? Like, because she's black, does that mean that no one can ever just not like her? And it's like, well, no, that's not even remotely what's being discussed. First of all, he's not just some random dude who doesn't like another random person. He's -hmm. this, like, commentator who has been part of nonstop dog whistles and, like, outright racist commentary that undercuts and undermines her in the defense of this institution of the monarchy. So it it just was, it, it was embarrassing, actually, to watch 
her misunderstand what the conversation needed to be about so badly. And then that comment, if you ever find yourself saying, I don't have a racist bone in my body, just stop, just <laughs> yeah, stop. I don't know if you all saw it. the the Zoom woman, the Georgetown law professor that got recorded um, mm-hmm. on camera, but she got recorded just saying really um, bigoted things about her black students. And she, she prefaced was like, she's talking to another professor and she's like, I mean, I really hate to say it. And as you're oh, watching yeah. it, you're like, don't first say of all, it. no, <laughs> right. No, you don't. Cause you're going to say it. So yeah. don't like, there's just red flags like that, where if you, mm-hmm. if you say like, I really hate to say it, just stop. Or if you say, I don't have a racist bone in my body, just think that to yourself and then don't say it and then start listening because that means you're missing the forest for the trees that again, it's, it's so infuriating that that isn't how racism works. You don't have mm-hmm. to be twirling your racist mustache and like adjusting your clan hood to be mm-hmm. perpetuating racism. And I, yep. I think that's her, how that she was, she was demonstrating that that's her understanding of racism. And for a white woman to have that be what you understand racism to be puts you in a very dangerous position because that isn't what it is. That's not how it gets perpetuated. And then you are on this talk show. Maybe you, when we were texting back and forth, you were like, Oh God, her co-hosts eyes, like they just died inside. Like you can see these black women on set, just recognize that there's no way that they can respond. That's not going to play into every stereotype out there. Um, Yeah. it, It was really hard to watch. Yeah, it was awful. And so since then, she put out an apology. Um, but after that, now it has come out, I was also reading just recently, that there are reports that she called, um, oh, what's her name? The um, Asian anchor that was on the show for a while with her who was um, I do not understand fairly, any of these talk shows, so I'm Well, terrible. I don't watch them either, but... Um, but Julie Chen, because she used to be on the news, didn't she? Right. Anyway, Again, she was also on the show um, for a while. But apparently, she also used to refer to her as to Julie Chen. To Julie Chen, and I—I I mean, I hesitate to even like repeat this, but this is what she is quoted as nicknaming her "slanty eyes" and "wonton." The fucking a. But there's not a racist bone in her body. I'm sure and she's she also called just joking. Yeah, she also called Sarah Gilbert, who's a lesbian, a pussy licker on many mm-hmm. occasions. Mm-hmm. So her claims and then her apology afterwards, she can just fuck straight off with all of that because clearly she's full of shit. Uh, <laughs> oh god. It's I mean, just, here's like there is something about that like environment of those talk shows like pitting women against each other from different mm-hmm. yeah. whatever to like get clickbait. So to yeah. a certain degree, I'm sure the producers are laughing all the way to the bank. Like, yes, mm-hmm. yes, let it all come out. And then more people will watch our show. But I, I think for the idea that white women can think there's not a racist bone in my body, which is just not true. And that that's not even how racism needs to work. And you're also like making super disparaging, racist, xenophobic, homophobic jokes with your quotes and jokes and quotes to your Mm -hmm. colleagues like that's all nonsense the other piece of this that was making really mad and i 100 percent do not expect her to ever say anything ever about anything ever Mm -hmm. let alone this but for Catherine to not say anything that would would confirm some of megan's stories yeah 
sucks. Yeah. Especially if, you know, Megan was saying like the tablets reported that I made cap, that I made Kate cry, but she, that it, it actually was the other way around and she apologized and it's fine. Like that's a moment for Kate to be like, uh, yeah, yes, excuse happened. me, everyone. But yes, that's actually true. That's my best yeah. Middleton impression. <laughs> that I think that I know she never will because that's just not how she operates. But mm-hmm. that but that, that piece of it, it sucks. And I cannot mm-hmm. believe me find this tweet. But there, someone was tweeting. A black woman was tweeting about how she's like, how many black women have had this experience at work where a white woman needs like could validate or could confirm or could support, and it's crickets that they don't. And I, that for me was another just gut punch moment. Like I, I have to pay attention. I have to notice when it's, it's not because like without it, you know, I, I don't believe, you know, like I think my voice is more powerful than Megan's, but it's just acknowledging the context and the situation and that it means you cross over that line and you stand in solidarity with someone who, you know, is telling the truth. Yeah. That's what that means. And it might mean that your reputation takes a hit. It might mean that people yell things at you or that you lose mm-hmm. credibility or whatever. But to have the integrity to stand up and, and say, like, that isn't, yes, like this, what ha- what's happening isn't right. She is telling the truth. And that's that. That's, yeah. I don't know. And I think, I mean, Harry made some claims in the interview that, um, there's my dog again, everybody. Um, <laughs> but Harry made claims that like his dad and his uh, brother were kind of stuck in the situation where they couldn't speak mm-hmm. out. They couldn't say certain things. And I'm sure that would, would be the same for Kate. But I just I don't I'm like, why? But why? Really think about what is the worst thing that would happen to them? If they're they not came actually out. Like, stuck. like they're not literally. Yeah. Engaged. Like, no, of, but of is someone that, like, going to execute them? I mean, they're going to maybe they'll become. Un- I know, Diana. I know. I know. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, but really, short of that, what? Like what? Yeah. I don't know. I think that is the piece that also like this is how whiteness works. This is how racism works is you think to yourself, like, I just can't like the rules say rules that people invented and made yeah. up. And and it's one thing to say, oh, I just, I can't. And one thing, but what you actually mean is I don't want to accept the consequences of that yeah. action, that yeah. those consequences are too much for me. And I'm not willing to do that. Just say that because that's what yeah. it actually is. Because of right. course they can look Harry yeah. left. Like he quit. Right. Like you can do whatever you right. want. Kate could get on stage and like moon the queen if she wanted to. Yeah. Like, will there be consequences <laughs> for that? Yes. Uh-huh. But she can do that. So just understanding, like, we're not so constrained. We're just, you know, making calculated choices that keep us safe. And I think that was something we mentioned a few episodes ago. Like, we have to take risks to be in solidarity. And I remember Wesley saying this in the interview we did with Wesley and Alan. Like, you have to be a traitor to your race. If you are a white person, you have to take every opportunity you can to undercut whiteness. And so for yeah. the royal family to be like, hey, teas and crumpets, we couldn't possibly. That's just not the rules. Like, Fuck th- that's, the rules. The rules are <laughs> created and we can make different rules. And the only way that's ever going to happen is if we stop abiding by stupid fucking crusty tea and crumpets rules. 
Well, and that's what the other part of the interview brought up for me, like when Harry was talking about their Africa trip right after Megan Mm -hmm. um, had had Archie. And Mm -hmm. he talked about like how amazing she was at it and how it showed Mm -hmm. how good she would be. And that that almost made or did make things worse for her. They did not like to see her doing well. And it's just proof that when you are trying to play the game of white supremacy or Mm -hmm. colonialism or whatever, when you are part of whom that system was built to oppress, Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how well you do it. They're not going to let you in. You're never going to fit in. So just as we've seen with talking about white women and suffrage, like you can't climb that ladder And when you throw everybody else behind you, in the end, you're just, you're still going to get thrown out to the trash with everybody else. Mm -hmm. You can't operate within a system that was built to oppress you. So we have to get rid of the rules. We have to break down the systems. And I say all of the, you know, support and blessings and whatever to Meghan and Harry for doing that Mm -hmm. with the the monarchy. I mean, it took a lot, I'm sure. To, well, again, like, to break from that. It's not consequence free. I mean, they yeah. they were very clear about that. And I think it's obvious to anyone looking whether you support them or not. They have there are consequences to those actions. But I think they like I get it. I, I've been listening to this really great podcast um, called You're Wrong About. And they mm-hmm. take like various kind of infamous people or scandals and they kind of dig into the actual truth of what you thought you might have known about it. And so they had a multi-part series on princess diana and it was absolutely fascinating and it was very it was very similar and i think it set me up to really appreciate why they did what they did and i i remember megan saying to oprah too at one point um that she said they they'd asked her to be like 50 percent less (laughs) you know just like downgrade Mm -hmm. yourself like you don't Mm -hmm. outshine anybody here and i i just it's so it's it just is gross and i think that idea that people that that see someone as a threat to the way of doing things i think they weren't wrong like i think mm-hmm. she was outshining them and yep. the thing is that they see that as a threat and they see that as something bad that cuts at their their control and so yep. that that's the piece that i just keep butting up against is why do we see that as a threat? Why don't we see that as like, look at this incredible, awesome person. And I know this is just one bizarro example with the royalty, but it it's like, why, why not see that as awesome and that we need everybody to pitch in and be their best selves, you know, yeah. and, and to, it means sharing power and sharing control, but like, great. I, I don't know. Yeah. Something about that just, doesn't it reminds me of sense. Alan's comment, something about like, you know, when the tide rises, then all boats float. Yeah. And it's seeing it that way instead of seeing it as something that's going to diminish everybody else. It just strengthens everybody else. Like our humanity is inextricably linked. And and yeah. there's something about the way that white supremacy works. I mean, this is probably not rocket science either, but that that is repels that idea. Like mm-hmm. that refutes that and says, nope, you've got to get yours and you have to cut down other people and you have to, it, it, there has to be a hierarchy and there has to be a ladder and there has to be shut doors. And 
there, that just seems like such a core part of white supremacy and that efforts to fight that and movements or communities or, you know, other ways of being are just so opposite that like, no, we're all connected. The least of us is where we're at. Like we all have to be in it together. Um, that, that just seems like an idea that makes me feel whole and good and seems like it's just at, it cuts at the heart of how white supremacy needs us to operate. Yep. Yep. And then we could get into how that's all connected to capitalism and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but also, as we said, we got places to go. We got we to go. jobs La- to do. Like last thing, maybe people can shout this out in the comments of, of Instagram or, or Twitter or whatever, but we were debating earlier about the, like the Royal Duchess of such and such, whatever yeah, yeah. face lady who wore yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the princess pin. Michael of Kent. Yes, a yes. Princess Michael of Kent. And then she yeah. had the Blackamoor brooch. It's like the mm-hmm. super racist, you know, colonial brooch. Is it brooch? Here's my question that we will leave you with. A very important question. Is it brooch? Brooch. How brooch. do you say that word? <laughs> I'll just say pin. Here, yeah. fun, real quick story before we leave. This is what happens is I haven't seen you in a while, and then we have to start talking. When I <laughs> was growing up, when we were growing up in, in West Des Moines, Iowa, you and I both worked at Hy-Vee because it's a grocery store chain that pretty much everyone who is within like an hour radius will work in at some yep. point in their life. <laughs> and I remember that they made us wear them brooches, brooches, whatever they're called, oh, that yeah. the girls had to wear like white colored shirts and, and like some kind of brooch. Uh-huh, and I was uh-huh. so, it was like the smallest act of rebellion, but I always refused because why? Like that's going to make customers more uncomfortable to see like a 14 year old girl dressed like she's 85. So I refused. Brooches. We'll leave brooches, there. brooches, 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 brooches. There we go. Have a great week, everybody. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.